Yo. Oh, hi, Mark. Hi, Mark. Hi, Tommy. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah. Good. Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. All right. All right, I'm going to see if I can uh, do this laying down with one eye closed. Oh, I have no <clears throat> doubt that you can. <laughs> well, let's see. All right. Uh, <clears throat> so you watched the finale, obviously. Yeah, I watched the finale last night. What about you? Yep, I watched it. What'd you think? I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was great. I mean, it's definitely one of those where uh, I don't get being frustrated that a show doesn't resolve everything after its first season. Mm-hmm. Is that what um, you're seeing? I feel like that's the general consensus that I get when I watch shows like this mm-hmm. is frustration, which I... I don't think I ever really got. I, I love a good cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. Totally fine with it. Good with George R. R. Martin not writing another book for the rest of his life. <laughs> I'm fine. You know? Right. Just tell a half of a good story. I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the subreddit seems to be pretty uh, head over heels for the finale. So That's good. Well, what would you think? What were your initial thoughts? Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was great. Um, you know, kind of like I said, last week or last episode they haven't done any there hasn't been any like major uh movements in the show that like have caused me to sort of lose any faith or to question like what they're doing and so i'm just kind of happy with whatever i get i guess right yeah so and it did get renewed saw that Mm -hmm. so i'm all i'm all in yeah love it Okay. Uh, All right. So I've got a new recap. Okay. No more Wikipedia. Wikipedia is out the door. Finally. All right. I've got a recap. I did did some Googling and I tried to find the best recap I could with like the least amount of uh, editorializing. Okay. So this comes from tvline.com. And it's a little TV line L I N E. Yes. Line. Okay. <clears throat> and it's, um, it's a little long, but we'll get through it. Uh, so episode nine. Oh, one thing I wanted to run by you. Yeah. I have the perfect use case for severance for severing. Okay. What's the, what's the perfect case? exercise oh right okay if i could sever myself just to exercise what's the downside can you imagine what your exercise self would be like right but i mean like i don't have to exercise so that's a win for me my innie who's exercising is exercising so they're super healthy they're gonna be happy with that right and we get the share. We we get the share of the benefits. We both get the benefits of exercising and being healthy. Except I don't have to do any of the work. Yeah, that's interesting. If if you didn't keep up your end of the bargain, 
like your innies just exercising the <laughs> hell out of, out of itself. And shoving and, my mouth full of Doritos <laughs> and Oreos. You're just eating straight sticks of butter. <laughs> and it, it's getting no results. Yeah. That would be great. Yeah, that's true. I guess I would still have to do make some sort of effort, but. Me, I, I I actually, when you when you said that, I was ready to, to push back. I I actually fully agree. Yeah, I'd probably right? do That'd like be good. Like yeah, if there's like a pill, like a pill form, like take this pill and you're gonna black out for you know ninety minutes, right? And you could work out. I I'd do that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you know what? That I th- feel like that idea gets explored a little bit in this episode. Um. Episode nine, the we we are. Um, okay, we pick up just as Dylan flips the overtime switch, awakening Mark, Irving, and Helly to their lives outside the office. Hero, hero. Sure. Yeah. Again, I want to revisit this because I feel like this episode is maybe trying to justify the we're going to make him stretch, right? And Dylan literally spends the next 40 minutes just stretched across the doorway when he could have just brought a little stick or something to help him hold the levers open, right? The switches. So two, two things. Number one, um, I mean, great action figure opportunity there. I would love to have a stretch Dylan, stretchable (laughs) Dylan, Uh Dylan in stretch mode. Um, I'd totally buy that uh, action figure. Nah, endorphins. Number two. Number two. Um, it it finally to me paid off. Too like the Emmys are childlike. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like you think about what resources Dylan has. He has finger traps and. Sure. You know, pencil. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know that you could MacGyver anything to help him, you know, uh, push those levers mm-hmm. any better than stretching, you know? Um, to me, it kind of paid off on the, on the whole any concept. The only thing I'll say about that, though, is, is there any device on Earth that has which that will just automatically flip off if you don't <laughs> consistently hold it on. Well, yeah, it's not. I guess it's not really a switch. It's almost like a. It doesn't. It never stays in the off position on its own. You just have to hold it there. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like I, I don't. Anything. Yeah, exactly. I don't mind the, the the design. Like I can go along with it in the world of the show, but it did make me think. Like I wonder. if if there's any real world equivalent to you need two people, but then both people need to stand there holding it in the right. on or off position because it's just going to spring right back. Mm-hmm. Um, and it also made me think who who did the overtime procedure before? What other two employees? Yeah, there was again, some questions about that. Yeah, on the subject. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I just felt it just felt like to me the tension was not is Dylan gonna hold the switches open? Because you know he's gonna hold the switches open. Of course he is. That's the whole point of the episode. The <laughs> the real tension is when is Milchik going to show up, right? 
Uh, and then he does show up, and it's like they he's carrying the world's dullest knife with him for some reason. Yeah, I, I, I like that too, though. I felt like th- there are definite times where I've had to cut through something, and mm-hmm. I feel like TV and movies oversold how easy <laughs> it is to cut through a piece of twine uh-huh. or something, you know? Sure. So I bought that, like, a big nylon strap. <clears throat> it would it would take uh take a minute to cut through. So I was I was on board with that too. Okay. All right. Uh Mark finds himself talking to Cobell at Rickon's book party. Irving finds himself pa- painting to Motorhead, and Helly finds herself at a swanky party with the obnoxious Lumen board liaison at her side. Uh I'm, she's talking about Natalie, I believe. Right. Um which we we never got to know who the board was. Right, we mm-hmm. still don't know what mm-hmm. or who that is. Yeah, I guess we don't know who the board was. We never really got any answer towards the goats. <laughs> um, the whole PD Ragabi thing never really got addressed any further than when sh- uh, she uh, killed uh, Grainer. Yeah, who knows um, what she's up to. Yeah, but like I said, I'm fine with that. That stuff doesn't bother me. Too. Uh, we quickly learn Helly is actually. Yeah, paid off. Helena Egan, the CEO's daughter and the descendant of Lumen founder Keir Egan. Where's that mind blown emoji? That's from the. Yeah, from the I mean, movie. not not because the eyebrows. Dead giveaway. <laughs> exactly. Um <laughs> So here's something that uh, came that I was reading in the comments. Her name in the on the severed floor is Helly R, right? But obviously her name is Helena Egan, but they don't want to name her Helly E because it would be too easy to tie that to Helena Egan, right? So right. why R? Do you think there's any significance to the R? Middle name. You think that's her middle name? Yeah. Well, there's someone on the subreddit who was staunchly arguing that Helly R sounds like Helena. (laughs) 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 That's why. You say it fast enough. Helly R, Helly R, Hellarina, Hellarina, (laughs) Hellarina. (laughs) Yeah. All right. I just want to make sure I wasn't crazy on that one. Uh, ah, no, yeah. that's crazy. Okay. At, at first, Mark thinks Devin's baby might be his, but he pieces together that she's his sister and that Rickon's book is the one that has inspired him so much at work. Um, yeah, I definitely want to say I I love how they handled his kind of awakening. It yeah. felt real. It felt like that's how I would be too, mm-hmm. you know? Um perfectly balanced trying to cover it up while also you know taking a stab at something that you think you know how's our baby like i just love Mm -hmm. (laughs) where where you see him trying to to flex his his knowledge on on the situation uh yeah it's also great great too because no one is outright like what that's so weird why would you say that you know what i mean like his sister just totally plays it off like she normally would it's not like that's so exactly yeah Um, I also think 
he doesn't discover that Rickon's book is what inspired him. He discovers that Rickon's his brother-in-law. Uh, Irving slowly right. Irving slowly makes his way through his house, petting a dog named Radar. First of all, mm-hmm. I, so in preparation of the finale, I rewatched the entire season, starting on Wednesday. In two days, I watched the entire season. Right. Great. Yep. In the last episode, there is zero reference to that dog's name being Radar. So (laughs) I don't know if I just misread it on the subreddit and the person was just like, maybe that's the dog's name. Or if that person was like spoiling something because there has been spoilers on the subreddit. But it paid off, I guess. But it was speculative. Uh, Yeah. 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 the the whole season was was released because there was a critic who watched all of season one by the time like three episodes were out. Mm. So yeah, maybe somebody on Reddit was trying to get some clout. <clears throat> yeah, and they, they someone posted got to the, the Reddit version. apparently before it came out that oh that Miss Casey was Mark's wife. Um, yeah, what a what a weird thing to clout chase. Yeah, <laughs> let me spoil Severance. Uh, petting a dog named Radar and finding a host of war medals along with a photo of his dad in his navy uniform. Uh, <clears throat> uh, there's some stuff about Irving. Oh, we'll get into in a little bit. Helly meets Gabby, the mom who didn't remember Devin, and her politician husband Angelo, who's eager to vote in favor of Severance. Uh, he's an ugly dude right yeah he's strange looking yeah let's change which i guess is like spot on for a politician right a hundred percent great great <laughs> like yeah it, i look at the landscape of politicians today it's uh, it's grim out there yeah let's change some minds angelo tells heli i'm certainly going to try she replies okay so someone on the subreddit pointed out that gabby so we've already established that Gabby is not only did she sever for her pregnancy, right? She's done it twice before because it's her third kid. Right. Right. And then someone else pointed out on the subreddit that um, she, that they think that she does it to also to take care of the kids because the way she's talking about the nanny is it's, it's like weird and sounds like she might be talking about, her any basically. Ah. So, and that makes sense to me, like just in terms of like a dystopian worst case scenario for this technology. Right. Can you imagine being a kid like that? You're raised <laughs> by your any mom. Right. Ooh. Uh, uh, Mark. Meanwhile. Oh, Mark. Meanwhile, gushes, a conf- gushes to a confession fused Rick in about how much his book changed his life and f- oh no I skipped something as Helly makes her way through the party we see it's an exhibit dedicated to her life at Lumen Helly a severed story uh, there's video of Helena talking about growing up as an Egan and reciting the nine core principles before bed every night she took the job at Lumen to show that severance is safe she says I don't think severance divides us I think it brings us together Right, it, we're we're a family. It definitely incorporates all that kind of corporate 
speak in exactly. in one like theme, and I thought that was really uh re- really good. Yeah, they nailed that like the the tonality of that and just like how oh, they're yeah. um, showing everything. It's like it's just totally spot on, and especially so when I think it's Natalie, right, who comes up and to her and she says something like we want you to present your innie as your sister or something. Exactly. And th- there's a line that the, the most like cringe worthy line was when she was talking about uh, being a, a kid and having mm-hmm. to recite the nine core principles before night and how she's like, I didn't always do it willingly Dad. sorry, but now <laughs> those right. are principles. Like, that, that yeah. little addition is so. I've heard versions of that so many times yeah. in, the, in the workplace. Uh, Mark, meanwhile, gushes to a confused Rickon about how much his book changed his life and fends off a concerned Cobell. But when he leaves her, he says, Thanks, Mrs. Cobell, which sets off alarm yeah. bells in her head. Yeah. Also, another day, like just a very. I guess it wasn't very subtle, but it was a pretty subtle way of like handling that um, kind of reveal. Because you know, at like some point, he's going to have to slip up, and she's going to find out. Yeah, yeah, I thought, I thought that was fantastic. Mark finally corners his sister to talk, so she hands her newborn baby over to Cobell. And the next thing we know, Cobell is speeding off in her car. Uh, did you forget something again? Did you hear that? No, I just got another call for on my work number. Um, no. Uh, next thing we know, Cobell is speeding off in her car, cursing at Milchick for not answering his phone. Um. So obviously, the one of the big uh, moments in the show is finding out whether or not she actually took the baby. How'd you feel about that? Yeah, I, I thought watching her drive, it definitely made me think, what would a baby be like bouncing around <laughs> in car? Right. You know, like I doubt that she took time to like connect a car seat. Um, right. And as soon as they showed her kind of like feeling around a corner where Irving is, is driving the Burt, I pretty much knew that the baby wasn't in there, uh-huh. you know? Um, but I didn't know like what she'd done. I thought, I definitely thought the show could have killed the baby. Like mm-hmm. I, 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 that would have been shocking, but I don't think it would have been out of bounds of what the show's done. Um, but yeah, I thought that was a good tension scene. And again, you, you have to kind of, you know, ramp up the tension of the moment even more where, mm-hmm. you know, Mark is trying to talk to his sister and she's just constantly getting called away. And right. you're like building up the tension of when will he tell her? And once he tells her, you know, um, well, now he still needs to find out some other information and, uh, and we need to give her something to do. So yeah, running around trying to find the baby, I thought added tension to it, even though I, I pretty much assumed straight away that she didn't bring the baby with her in the car. Yeah. See, I kind of had the opposite reaction because I, I assume she didn't bring the baby with her just because you couldn't hear it crying anymore. 
Yeah. And, but then like the longer it went on without <laughs> revealing where the baby was at, I was like, oh no, they're going to, they're going to do something to this baby. And I'm, <laughs> I don't think I'm going to like that. That might be a little, and you were, you were not. a little too dark. <laughs> yeah. Um, but to that point, also, I think that justifies the runtime, like the shorter runtime, because the moment, like there's 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 no release from the tension from the moment the episode starts, right? Um, and it's like doing that for forty minutes is is long enough. You don't need to go to a full hour for that, right? Yeah. Uh, Irving finds piles of research about Lumen employees suing the company along with a map of employees' home addresses. Yep, he immediately zeroes in on his beloved Bert's address and screeches off in his muscle car to go find him. <laughs> uh, what'd you make of Irving's uh, files? Um, I mean, he's trying to bring down Lumen. Do you feel like, or are you just trying to map out who's severed? What What was your take, really? Yeah, I mean, there's because there's been like a running theory that someone is a mole, right? Or you know, it was maybe maybe it's Helly, who's the part of the resistance that's like working her way through. Maybe it's Milchek, maybe it's Kobo or so. It seems like maybe it's Irving. Um, yeah, because he's got this list of all these former or severed employees uh he's been there a really long time longer than he's been severed uh so i don't know yeah that seems to be the 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 popular theory is that and then someone's theorizing like he's military maybe he's severed because of ptsd stuff um but yeah it seems to be yeah. there's not like a whole lot of pieces you can connect right now but it does seem to be leaning towards like irving is some kind of mole. Right. I wonder if the painting is a distraction at this point or if that's part of the whole plot. Like, mm-hmm. seems like at one point he was just mapping out, getting information. And then at what point did he shift over and say, you know what? I need to stop mapping all this stuff and getting info. I need to start painting this elevator. <laughs> right. that, that's the best thing I can do with my uh-huh. time. Screw, screw actually mapping any real information I'm going to paint this elevator over and over and over to uh oh well something kind of just struck me right um number one this didn't just strike me but obviously the the painting over and over again is trying to communicate with his it right. right yeah okay so i got that but again one thing that i always made fun of is the fact that he always paints to ace of space right but now that i'm putting it all together I'm, i was like well that would be a great way to reinforce that you know subconscious message right mm-hmm. you play the same song loud over and over and paint the same image over and over mm-hmm. so actually jokes on me um i think it makes sense that he would paint to these same songs to reinforce the uh, the subconscious message. Yeah, and and some people are theorizing that he's you know purposefully uh, 
I mean, obviously he's doing it on purpose, but he's keeping himself awake so he can try and like fall asleep while he's severed and all that. And also in rewatching it, the very first time all of the black, I guess it's paint starts coming through the walls or when he starts hallucinating the, um, score switches to a guitar, like a distorted guitar, which is Ah. like the only time it does that. There you go. Um, Bert's not a fuck. That's one of my favorites. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. Uh, Heli escapes to the bathroom to process all of this, where she's interrupted by her father, who just hates what that any tried to do to you. Yeah. She, She has a big speech to give, and he recalls how, as a kid, she thought everyone should get a severance chip, and now they will because of you. They'll all be Kier's children. When she's called to give her speech, Heli recites the Lumen Apology Pledge in the bathroom mirror. All I can be is sorry, all, and that is all I am. Um, what did you make of the dad, of the father? He's a weirdo. has a weird, weird cadence yeah. to the way he talks. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, definitely makes me feel like re- reinforces the kind of like culty vibes that mm-hmm. you get, especially when it's like, they'll all be here's children, you know? Right. Um, definitely makes you feel like he's being motivated by something other than any sort of benevolence or that he would display anything that you and I would identify as like normal human emotion or like, uh, motivation yeah um yeah and he says something about you'll sit with me at my revolving right which is obviously some kind of term um and then on the subreddit they're pointing out and i noticed this too and i wasn't i guess i wasn't sure if it was just like supposed to be like bathroom echo but he has some sort of weird effect on his voice yeah, and were they in the bathroom? Yeah, because it's when she was yeah. getting ready, right? Yeah, or whatever room that was in. I I thought that yeah, it was weird. They yeah. could just be like, yeah, I'll go talk to my daughter in the bathroom. That'd right. be cool. So there's a theory that the revolving is potentially something like the Egans are their innies, basically, like they're. They were severed, and then their any, which is contained in the chip, just keeps getting uh, implanted into, like, another body. Right, right. It seems like, yeah, like, I wonder how old the the father is. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, and that seems interesting to me, but at the same time, the there's a like a wax figure of him in the thing right so it's not like their appearances are changing right not their yeah exactly that, it would be if you're like changing bodies or whatever exactly you're just implanting or, or you know again like i mentioned that after yang like are they clones or now they have the ability to clone or i don't know yeah 
Yeah. Uh, all of that, I'm on. sure, will, will be answered. Yeah. Season two. Mark tells Devin everything, and her mind is understandably reeling. I just want to know why, he says. Why he put me there. She explains that his wife died in a car accident. He hoped you'd be spared from the pain. Cobell finally gets through to Milchik, telling him that the overtime switch has been flipped. She'll intercept Helly at the gala. I'll fix it like I fix everything. Milchik sprints to the security office, but Dylan has rigged the door shut. He offers Dylan more perks to open up, but all Dylan wants to but all Dylan wants is to remember my effing kid being born. Yep, love that line. Then Milchik reveals Dylan has two more kids and offers to tell him their names. Um, is that true or is that just Milchik trying to get him to open the door? Yeah, it it seemed like that. I I didn't believe what Milchik was saying. At the same time, at by that point, Milchik seemed like he was ninety percent through the nylon rope. And I was like, I don't know, Milchik. Are you really <laughs> expecting him to be like, you know what? I've made you wait long enough. You're right. <laughs> <All> right. <laughs> Let me get over there and, and remove that nylon strap. The rope, buddy. Yeah, exactly. The focus on getting through, maybe now just shift over and start threatening the guy, you know? <laughs> <laughs> You're next. I'm going to cut you right, off. Right, exactly. You know? I Stuff did like think, I was going to say, I did think, going back to our discussion about how Dylan has to be killed, basically, I did think he was just going to run through there and just, like, gut him. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but he didn't, as far as we know, at least. Right. Well, I mean, it, it it also makes you think, like, I think Milchek is one of the best characters, you know, of the, like, oh, absolutely. I'm very, oh, very intrigued as to his motivations, what kind of person he is. I mean, yeah. it would still be hard to kill an, an any, like, even if you didn't uh, yeah. view them as full people, because, you know, all the implications of them having children and all that stuff so right well one thing i did pick up to going back through the season is it definitely there's definitely a vibe of like milchik is trying to either take over cobell's position or get her out of that position at the very least um he's like pretty being pretty uh underhanded with a lot of the stuff he does he gives he turns in the pictures of heli hanging herself which gets cobell fired ultimately mm. he at the in the first couple episodes first episode maybe where he's like bringing mark to cobell to cobell's office he's like um he says something he tells mark something like oh because it's revealed that cobell's just been moved into that office that she's in for whatever reason you don't know why and he says something right. like, you should compliment her on uh, her new office. She's feeling really down about it. <laughs> Mark walks in and says something like, You're, I like your office. It looks nice. And she's just like, shut up. I hate it in here. <laughs> exactly. I do remember that. Yeah. 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 Milchek is a, is a mystery. Yeah. yeah. Mark asks why his Lumen boss is at the party, and when Devin checks on her baby, she discovers Cobell is gone. She frantically stops the reading to look for her missing baby as Irving pulls up to Bert's house and sees him getting cozy with another man, and Cobell arrives at the Lumen Gala. 
Um, <clears throat> I have a couple thoughts about this Irving and Bert situation. What did you, what did you make of Irv of Irving's whole like his 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 motive seems to be like once he gets Bert's address, his motive is just like I need to go see Bert. Yeah, but is that a is that a good thing? No, it it definitely is the most kind of standard, like, you know, the, the whole time you're thinking, like, what is the bigger plan here? Mm-hmm. You understand how difficult it is for the, with the, any Audi relationship here, right. you know? You know you're just setting yourself up to basically go through the worst experience of your life where someone you love will not know you. Right. Yeah. And you're not even going to know who you are. Ex- exactly. You're, you're, you're just setting yourself up, but then, you know, you, you want to say like, Oh, but maybe love will, will remind them. And so, yeah, fine. I, I, you know, I, I love, I, I, first off, let me say, I love John Soro in the show. Yeah. I think he did a, a great job. For and sure. I, and I love, um, Christopher Walken as well. Mm-hmm. I definitely don't, but you know, thinking about them as star-crossed lovers by the end, I wasn't. I wasn't there. You know what I mean? So Irving's Irving's whole narrative in this episode was probably the least I was invested. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, yeah, th- there didn't seem to be a greater motivation than just. I love this guy and I, and I want him to see me. Right. Um, yeah. So what were your thoughts? I'm surprised that you would have thoughts on it. Yeah. I, 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 mean, I guess I'm fine with it. I, I'm, I'm perfectly happy with it in terms of like a storyline yeah. and it makes sense for him to do that as a character. And I like the idea of that dynamic having a really bad outcome for Irving. You know what I mean? I think that makes an interesting yeah. story. What has me yeah. confused is on the subreddit, everyone's treating it as like this missed connection thing. And like, they really want Irving and Bert to get together. But I'm kind of like, he's about to like ruin this guy's life. You know right. I mean? He's like banging on his door. He's like going to like throw everything into turmoil. And this guy's going to have no idea who he is potentially like, you know, obviously there's like, like we just talked about these things about Irving uh, investigating all this stuff. So maybe they do have some sort of uh, relationship on the outside in the history. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The relationship aspect of it had me like, it just, I guess the reaction on the separate is the only thing that left me confused. I'm perfectly fine with the way they handle it in the show. And it is a little strange that like, um, Helly and Mark's purpose seems to be like so much more important than Irving's of just finding Bert again. But you know, I'm I don't have an issue with that. That's fine with me. Yeah, I I don't. That that's interesting. The fact that Irving, like you said last episode, Irving worked at Lumen pre-severed. Right. So if and Bert obviously is is an older employee. So 
you know, honestly, never really occurred to me, but maybe there is a, a history. Um, and that's why he follows through with pounding on the door. Um, because there is something else that they can talk about. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was the other thing, too, that really got me about the subreddit. So, it is crystal clear to me in that scene that that is Bert's partner, right? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. People think it's his son. Here is a highly <laughs> upvoted uh, comment in the episode discussion. What the heck? Why couldn't they have given Irving the same closure? I really, really hope that other guy in the room is Bert's son. <laughs> and then it's like people have to be calling this guy out a couple people are but then you have comments like uh somebody says dude looked way too old to be bert's son keep in mind bert is nearly 80 he could have a 60 year old son and it wouldn't be too weird or his really good friend could also be his caregiver. <laughs> it didn't occur to me that could be anyone other than Bert's partner, but now that you pointed out, it is possible. I'm rooting for this theory too now. It's like, come on, oh guys. This is God. Yeah. You, 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 it's Listen, too much. In in my memory, there's a scene where Bert is packing a suitcase. He walks in and walks behind him and puts his arms yeah, around his arms neck. Are- like they're like spooning <laughs> as they're like packing the suitcase. They're they're clearly like planning a little vacation together, yeah. and and having a little moment celebrating his retirement or whatever. Yeah, yeah. son, caregiver. Right. Oh man, it's a joke, of course. But I don't know the sentiment. You know, somehow holds. People are weird, right? <laughs> exactly. Um. <laughs> Yeah, that's you, you, that you, you're at true detective levels, right? Where it's like it's too much. Just take a step. Right, you're right. Yeah, it, it it makes you glad that this is only nine episodes because one more episode and that person might have just completely lost it, yeah. and uh, their theorizing is already wildly off base. Yeah, um, and I have another great example of that. For this next part, Cobell stops Helly just as she's about to go on stage and threatens to make her work friend suffer if she speaks ill of the company, but Helly is undeterred. Uh, so here's a post that was, someone wrote this after watching the finale, okay? It's a theory we've heard before, <laughs> but this is after watching the finale. Cobell is a good guy. The shrine isn't a shrine to Kier. It's a shrine to her mother, who is a victim of the breathing tube defects mentioned in the Lexington letter. She vowed revenge on Lumen. When she was fired, she freaked out because all of her work, her life's mission was ruined. She would never avenge her mother until the Mark situation occurred and she saw her chance. She safely tucked the baby in a safe place and ran to stop Helly. When she was telling Helly not to do it, she was being sincere. She knows the innies will be tortured. When she was telling Mark to get away from Lumen, she was being sincere. She knows they are evil. Now she's back where she needs to be to exact her revenge. They will bring her back to reward her loyalty, and hopefully she can talk them into her hand, letting her handle the innies just like she fixes everything. At least that's her plan. 
<clears throat> is that highly upvoted? Uh, it's got 600 votes, upvotes. Um, and what I'll say is that reading that completely detached from the scene where she confronts Helly, I can see how you can make that make sense. Having watched the scene where she confronts Helly, I've seen it twice now. She's not doing that in a, I'm trying to help you way. She's no. doing that in a very, I would cut your throat right now if I could way. She's angry. She is not on Ellie's side. And like, if they like go back and retcon that to be true, that would be like a huge disappointment to me. It would not make any sense with how she's actually acted on the show. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah. So the uh, downvote. Subreddit, down for me. <laughs> subreddit community, they're losing it a little bit. Uh, yeah, man. They find Devin's baby safe and sound in another room. Oh, wait a minute. Let me get my drops back up. Uh, they find Devin's baby safe and sound in another room. I found her. I found your child. I'm the one who found her. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. A clout chaser <laughs> in the show. Um, there's also another running theory about how all of Rickon's friends are actually innies because those are the only people who would follow what Rickon is saying, which also makes sense, I guess, because of any Mark and Dylan think Rickon's a genius, but I think they're just dummies. Well, there's that one, that lady that's, Sharing her book, where she's like, Rebecca, Rebecca I'm I'm gonna have to change my name again. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> like, thing like, what? Uh, Who are you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they find Devin's baby safe and sound in another room, and Mark glances at some photos of him and his wife, aka Miss Casey, Lumen's wellness advisor. Helly takes the stage and announces everything they've told you about Severance is a lie. We're not happy. We're miserable. They torture us down here. We're prisoners. As she's yanked off stage, Irving pounds on Bert's door, and Mark cries out, She's alive! She's alive! <laughs> Just as Milchick bursts into the room and tackles Dylan, ending the overtime switch and snapping them all back to their Audi state. Ding! Yeah, Dylan's glasses bothered me by the end. I will say oh, that. Oh, yeah. They're progressively sliding further and further down his nose. Down his nose. <laughs> <laughs> that, that got it just shows his level of commitment. That's more believable to me than him holding the things open for 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And that's it, right? That's the it. End. That's the end. Roll credits. Yep. Directed by Ben Stiller. Mm-hmm. Also... Ben Stiller not credited as the voice of Kier, like I was told last week on the subreddit. Someone else is credited as the voice of Kier, so. Wow. Well, they got someone who sounds just like Ben Stiller. Yeah. I the, the one thing that I will say, I did see, like, a headline, and I totally agree with this. They were like, one thing that makes Severance so compelling as a workplace drama narrative is that it focuses on the workers mm-hmm. and not on the leader. So in the midst of 
all the endless shows of like We Crashed, you know, about the We Work guy, mm-hmm. Elizabeth Holmes, and how people are just getting more and more obsessed with leaders of companies um, and the heads of companies and Elon Musk and all that. It really feels like where the focus should be is on the workers and what a much more compelling narrative I feel like you get by doing that rather than endlessly exploring the psychology of people who are basically psycho slash sociopaths or just self-serving, you know, uh, idiots. And, uh, you know, I I, I don't know. I, I feel like I am burnt out on on, you know, leader stories, you know what I mean? Like succession, you know, succession and, uh, uh, you know, Righteous Gemstones, which is a hilarious show that I love. Mm-hmm. But show me more of the grunt. Yeah. Show me the, 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 the workers. I'm ready for those stories. Yeah, for sure. Um, But, yeah, I thought it was great. Great season, great finale. I'm not. Like there's a few nitpicky things, but overall, I thought it was amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, you you care about the characters. You didn't feel like they really cheap shotted you mm-hmm. a, along the way. Uh, again, some some few nitpicks, and in terms of things that I questions I have. You know, I definitely have a bunch of of questions yeah. uh, that I, I want them to answer, but I do feel confident, more confident in these storytellers than in other shows that they that they probably have an arc. I again, I hope we don't. I I, I don't know. I I I'd hate to say it, but it's like I almost hope that we aren't doing this for season four you know what i mean yeah like give me a nice like three season arc maybe oh yeah exactly i was just thinking the same thing earlier like three seasons and we're done yeah that's all we need yeah, yeah. exactly like t- tell that story and then and then move on yeah uh it's kind of my my ideal at this point yeah. and we'll we'll see how it goes uh and apparently the um original like idea and script for the show or for the pilot at least was very different from what the show ended up being. So, cause some people are talking about how, how much credit um, Dan Erickson needs to get, which is obviously true because he wrote it. But apparently once uh, Ben Stiller like took on the project, they completely reworked the pilot and like the whole, like uh, originally Helly was, I'm assuming not even an Egan because she was already severed and Mark was the one who was newly severed. And like, that's who you're following throughout the show. Uh. Yeah. So as much as I hate to do it, I got to get credit to Ben. Ben Stiller. King of nepotism. Yeah, for real. Um, (laughs) Okay. Well, like I said, I think next week 
Thursday is Friday. Yeah, sometime next week, maybe we can record something and just do like a wrap up of the season, see if anything else comes up, and um, if there's anything else to talk about it. M- milk this cow for as much as it's got. <laughs> yeah, we finally exactly. got a good show to talk about on our podcast. <laughs> We're not letting go. Right. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely gonna start looking for, you know, some some takes and uh, and start reading some stuff. Oh, yeah, um, that's true. Maybe we can find somebody that hates the show. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd love to just kind of interact with maybe some stuff that I found. And, and yeah. So, yeah, let, 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 let's do that. Okay. All right. And then there's something I want to mention to you off air. Okay. So, uh, just let me know when you push that tweet in button.